Bullet Train is a new action Brad Pitt vehicle from the director of Deadpool 2. But is this one on track or off the rails? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Welcome to Popscore on the Final Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, and today we're finally admitting that we don't have anything clever to say about trains. No. <laughs> I'm still Mike. I'm still Darren. It's Bullet Train. We're actually doing it. We told you we would in four concurrent episodes, <laughs> but here we are. We wanted to see it. Yeah. It was just finding the time to see it was, yes. the, was proving tricky. You won't be watching it on Monday, I tell you that much. No. Oh, dear. Not. There's been <laughs> some updates since last time. There is one <laughs> film on and it's death. <laughs> I don't feel that anyone has... Is it death? That's it. That actually would be quite on point. No one's asked us, any of our international fans, how we're doing as, yeah. as English people. How we are feeling. And, uh, and I... I must say yes. that I'm actually filled with a sense of uh, kind of patriotism and pride because right now, as we speak, there is a three-day queue to go and look at a box and it's the most British thing I have ever fucking Who seen. Who are these fucking crackers? <laughs> <laughs> I have several things to say about Rough, 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 rough topic already. I'm going to um, hold up my piece of paper whilst we do it. <laughs> First of all, my wife made a very good point, and I believe her. I don't think she's actually in the box. No, of course not. There are people queuing three days to go and bow to a box of rocks. Because <laughs> I think at some point someone's going to make a run at it. Yeah. Like, if you get them at like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, these guards are going to be knackered fuckless. Some get, all it's going to take is one scouser, let's presume he's a scouser, yep. running straight at that thing and trying to knock it over. <laughs> and they'll push it over and then just a bunch of pebbles from fall out. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a thing. There's no way they take the security risks of actually having a... <laughs> In the box, in the room. Not a chance. Do you know the most like morbid detail about this whole thing? Go on. They've not buried Philip yet. Yeah, he's in a refrigeration unit <laughs> somewhere in Windsor, waiting on her. It's funny, it's only been a year, yeah. so hopefully he's all like all right. <laughs> so, somebody at work thought that like because they go they're going into like some kind of mausoleum or yeah, whatever. Yeah. They thought he was already in the mausoleum next to an already dug hole. And I was like. <laughs> Thank fuck that's not true, because in the words of Kenny, you open that door, there's going to be a smell in there that'll outlast religion. He's been to be lying in the grass next to the moors and the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's okay. <laughs> if you can tell, we don't really give a shit. Like... Uh, the, the, the second, first of all, there's a live 24 hour live stream yes. of people queuing at, at, the, at the shot of them walking into the thing and now for, ah Morn Hub I know what you're <laughs> all about which did bring to like Ned Chuck was up to naive Darren who was having a hell of a week of just getting confused by things there's a thing at work called Solus email S-O-L-U-S mm. but I hadn't seen it how it was spelled I didn't know what Solus emails were so I presume they were emails without a soul <laughs> so it was all the really dirty marketing stuff we don't like doing but have to anyway 
I thought it was an open casket. <laughs> I thought, at the very least, if you've queued for three days, you at least get to look at the Queen <laughs> and not a box that may or may not contain the Queen. <laughs> See, I cannot... Schrodinger's Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just amazed that this podcast outlasted her, to be honest with wow, you. Wow, it did. We did it. I, I mean, odds are on we're going to outlast the next one as well, because yeah, he does not look well. <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> I don't think we're going to be celebrating his 70. I mean, by that point, he'd be 140, so we'd probably not be <laughs> like it to that one. But uh, The dark sciences are finally unlocked. <laughs> Somehow, Charles returned. Oh, God. But, Anyway, um, yeah, it would, I mean, Queen's I mean, dead, actually. Sad and stuff, but Not she wasn't funny. going to come to my funeral. Yeah, so exactly. Why should I go? Hey, we got a day off. We did. Thanks for that, Liz. Much appreciated. <laughs> um, right, again, I know you're probably here to listen to us talk about a, a Brad Pitt movie. Can I tell you what happened when I shaved my head? <laughs> this is related to okay. what we're talking about. Is it actually related? It is, it is. I'm amazed. So I went. I went to place booked in. Got it all done. It was the first time I had it proper, like shaved off, not just with a razor, but with like a straight razor, like proper off like ski. A yeah, yeah. I was on your by head. Saturday. I well, okay, not a not a switchblade thing, like right. a, a cutthroat razor with you. <laughs> yeah, um, not a switchblade. I, I didn't anticipate <laughs> that he was going to hold it like that. I'd just be like, what a dance. <laughs> just move my head around to get it off. So I was on Saturday. Skin. Now, as you can tell, it's growing back, which is very annoying. Mm. Why must it grow back? <laughs> I finally committed to being a bald man, and my hair has decided, no, it can actually still grow. Still too young. So, it's, it's now going to have to be a fortnightly thing of me getting this done. Hopefully, Fortnightly? I, I think so. Fuck me, that's going to cost you. But the it was only 13 quid, to be fair. Eh. Not bad. Mm. And I, it included a head massage and all the other business. Mm. But... Within two weeks, this will look tragic again. So I've made my decision. I'm going to make it. Now, hopefully I don't get the same geezer. Because I've booked him. Now, I've only gone to this barber's like once or twice. So it's not like I know everyone Is this there. the one that fucked up the back of your neck? No, not it? the Turkish ones. No, no I've abandoned Turkish hairdressers. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a... I'd say normal. It was a hell of a thing, ladies and gentlemen. He looked like a dib-dab. It was oh, brilliant. Sweet Jesus, I was on fire. Hasn't happened with this yet, Touchwood. Mm. But the geezer who's cutting my hair, he was in like his 50s. He had tattoos. Didn't look like your typical barber, but anyway. Mm. Sits me down and he starts doing, doing normal, basic barber talk. Very banal. Then the Queen comes up because she's gonna. And what do you think about that? <laughs> when she is inevitably yeah. resurrected. And I was like, oh, you know, usual platitudes. Oh, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but she was 96 and I was surprising. He went, this is where we, we were at the peak of conversation, it turned out. It was all downhill from here. <laughs> he then goes, well, I think Charles is the problem. The problem? Interesting. Um, it was like, why? Should not have said why. Because <laughs> he's a green cultist, and off we go. Oh, no. So he's going to bring forward the green eco-agenda and um, gender politics. Sorry, the green eco-agenda of the planet not setting on fire. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, and gender politics is coming forward because of all that Black Lives Matter shit. And it's like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> the black agenda, they have yeah, something to say about they're that. They're coming forward. <laughs> And then he go. I was like, right. He said, because climate change isn't real. Oh, oh no. I've been studying ancient civilizations. Oh, oh no. The Aztecs figured it out. I was like, oh. what's it? <laughs> okay. What, carving a rock? Yeah. There, at this point, he'd got the buzzer on the side of my head, so I couldn't really hear what he was saying. But geometry was mentioned several times, oh, and Christ. I don't know in what context it was. Then he went. <laughs> the government is bees or something else. 
wait for it. So all this is fucking going on. And then he shows me pictures of a, of a thing he follows on Twitter that predicted when the Queen was going to die. Now, I was going to disprove this, but the only th- recent example I can think of is the guy who set up that dummy Twitter account to predict the next Nintendo Direct. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. feel he was in the wheelhouse to know what a Nintendo Direct was. Mm-hmm. And me shouting him down with, look, he predicted Splatoon. was going to help. <laughs> um, so he showed me that. Then he went, and I, I, I read in a forum the other day that we're all going to remember where we are on, on September 24th. They didn't say what we were gonna, what was going to happen, but we'll all remember it. I was like, right. <laughs> and then for his big grand finale... I reckon it'll be aliens. <laughs> but the government already know about the aliens and they already have the weapons to stop the aliens, but that's going to cost us more taxes, isn't it? <laughs> now, usually, especially with all the gender policies of and the, saying that climate change isn't real, if he was a normal person, I would fire back. Mm. But I will point out, he had a straight razor in his hand and I was in a compromised position. Mm. So instead, I set the world record for the most mm-hmm said in about <laughs> a five-minute period. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. How interesting. Please now, don't elaborate. Annoyingly, he did a really good job on my hair. So oh, now I've got no. to weigh up moralistically <laughs> do I go back there. I don't think he's the barber for that place. There was lots of them, so mm. I hope I don't get him again. Mm. Or do I go somewhere else? But yeah, yeah, uh, that was. Then he tried to convince me that two pays are, are in, and I could just super glue one to my head if I was ever interested. Oh, I thought it was going to. When uh, Dave's not hear that sentence, I thought he would say he tried to convince me that two pack was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that that was a, a journey through um, cultist and uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theory behavior. You could call it a deep cut. Hey. Should we uh, talk about a film? Yeah, yes, yes, I mean, <laughs> 10 minutes even seems the right time on a film podcast oh, to yeah. talking about a film. Um, now, this is usually because we can't be bothered to talk about a film. Normally it is, yeah. This is not the case, I feel. I don't think it is. Because I quite like Bullet Train. I fucking yes! love this movie. Okay, good. Positive Genuinely. Team. I was surprised because I, I, I felt it was going to be one of those movies... That put all the best bits in the trailer. Yeah. Because all the films do it nowadays. Yeah. And they did not. No. No. If In fact, I mean, they show the ending in the trailer. So you're kind of not surprised when Brad Pitt goes flying into a fluffy mascot during a big train crash. Yeah. But the path to get there, I'm happy to say, is far more interesting than it has any right to be. And... Laden with Thomas the fucking tank engine. I Here we go. fucking loved that. <laughs> loved it. Is it me, or is it is this what happens when you tell the person who co-directed John Wick to make an Agatha Christie movie? I think so. This is what you get. It it is a murder mystery. It's not. It's not a straightforward. It's not the raid. It's not Deadpool. No. It's Agatha Christie, where Thomas the tank engine genuinely has narrative weight to it <laughs> and and is part of the twist of the movie. Yeah. Holy shit. What a thing this movie it's is. Fucking incredible. This is based on a book and I was convinced I was convinced that all of this stuff, especially the Thomas the Tank Engine thing, yes. has been put in for Western audiences. Not so. Really? This, it's in the original Japanese well, novel. Been Thomas the Tank Engine, not just Japanese yeah, specifically, toy. well, in Japan it's called Thomas and Friends, but it's in there, and it being used as a moralistic scale is in the source material. I am buying this book. The weight 
we can't talk about just the weight behind. You're a diesel. <laughs> And me completely getting on board with Jared, they are a diesel. <laughs> Fuck diesel. <laughs> Fucking really. We, well, I really enjoy this. I took uh, my wife and my mum and dad. This is she the, went to another one. This is the third film she's seen this year. And it's her favourite one of the three. Wait, so it was Thor, Love and Thunder. What was the other one? Elvis. Okay. I, right. I was worried because this is not this is a very leaning more towards an eighteen than a fifteen, mm. and yet somehow is a fifteen. Mm. They That's a good point. they used every fuck in the book. Oh yeah, yeah. And she fucking loved it. It was it, it it's the most surprised I have been by somebody's opinion on a movie. I was also surprised by my wife's opinion because I thought she does not like action heavy or action leaning fronted movies mm. where that is like the key selling point mm. so me ever getting to watch the raid again at least when she's here that's not gonna happen that is not happening in my lifetime so fine but i i think the str- like all good action movies it understands that people are there for the action mm-hmm. and i mean the raid is an outlier where you are just there for the action basically <laughs> yeah that he understands that that needs to be tempered by good characters that yes. you like and find funny and motivating and da da da. None of them are particularly deep. But all of them are quite endearing. They are all endearing and all quite funny. Yeah. So we'll start with Brad Pitt because he's the, the, the headline of this. Yes. Being directed by the man who was his stunt double from, uh, in, <laughs> in uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I was about to but say that. Yeah. Fair play, man. Well done. Um, you graft, um, David Lee. You graft. <laughs> it's like how um, Marvel's Werewolf by Night is being done by the guy who composed the Marvel music. Yeah. It's a weird thing, isn't it? He had directing just in his back pocket whilst he was banging out tune after tune after tune. And he's just like, do you want me to do a horror movie? And they were like, we didn't know you could. <laughs> Fucking never, cool. thought, never thought to ask you, mate. <laughs> it's an E-list character. Knock yourself out. <laughs> Does not matter. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's playing Ladybug. He is. The somewhat reluctant hitman. Mm. Now, I didn't... They don't really elaborate, like, what happened to make him uh, kind of a pacifist. Yes, they don't really go into it. But... But they know his last job did not go well. No. And he is now basically sworn off violence, despite the fact he he's is... a hitman. <laughs> nominally a hitman. <laughs> um, and this is his first job back where he's been sold on it by the kind of um, the handler who we don't meet until the end of the movie. Um, is that a spoiler? I don't know. Um, to This is a job that will not involve violence. Hmm. And then wouldn't you know it? It involves lots of violence. <laughs> um, I mean, Brad Pitt's usually good in everything. Pretty much, yeah. Like, never to, like, a spectacular account, other than Snatch. Um, <laughs> he's the best thing in the entire goddamn movie. And yeah. we do, of course, like Dags. <laughs> Love him. Um, yeah, he does really well here. He's, um... he's been on a bit of a streak, hasn't he? Like, because he was the best thing about Quentin Tarantino's last movie. And then, producer-wise, Parasite's in his back pocket. He produced Parasite? Yeah, Plan B. That's his oh. uh, company. So he put money in uh, Bong Joon-ho's hands to win... All the fucking Oscars. Well, fair play. So he knows a good movie when he sees one. He just, I feel like he's got to the fuck it stage of his career. Yeah. But unlike Will Smith's fuck it stage. Um, not Will Smith. Uh, Bruce Willis's fuck it stage. Where it was all director DVD shite. Yep. He's just having fun now. Yeah. All to be fair, Will Smith's fuck it stage 
It's equally as interesting, but not in all the right ways. No, not necessarily working out the same. <laughs> Mostly involves ruining Disney characters and assaulting people, but you know what? Yeah. We've all got a path. <laughs> oh, turns out well, he got divorced and Brad Pitt's mental. <laughs> Will Smith maybe should have. But he might have enjoyed a similar trajectory. He might have done. Um, but yeah, he's really good in this. He... he it doesn't feel like he's overbearing in the movie. Mm. Like, it's not a Brad Pitt vehicle featuring no names. It feels a very... He's obviously the front and centre to get people in the screen, but it's a pretty well-balanced, all things considered, story. Yeah. Where he's not... He's almost the most... Joe and I was like later parts of the Caribbean movies, where it's like, why is Jack Sparrow here? Like, he has no ties to anything that's really going on. He's just kind of a run for the wide. Mm. It's like that, but it works. Yeah. In that he's very much the only one on the bullet train that has no real dog in the fight other than trying to get his job finished. And everyone else is in it for slightly more involved reasons. Which is what makes it more of a, you know, a a reliable protagonist because he's, Mm. he's the one who is trying to, in an essence, figure out what's going on. But it's not necessarily his story. He's only, no. like, I would say a third of this movie. Yes. But when he's in that third, mm. it's pretty great. Right? He's lovable. He's got some fantastic kind of, like, weird karmic turns, I think. Mm. That kind of give a little bit of flavour to a ladybug that we hadn't seen. Yes. So, you know, there's he, he, tries, he tries really hard to uh, throw somebody under the bus towards kind of the middle of the movie. It doesn't go very no. well. It doesn't go well at all. But you, you get that kind of... There's kind of this sense of just like... It feels like he's kind of like just flowing along with the breeze. Yes. Because there's a moment in the movie, and we'll talk about it in spoilers, where he royally fucks up something. Yes. And it is... Like, you can see the confusion in his eyes. Like, why am I standing here? Why am I doing this? Why did I agree to this? Why am I running away from this? And it's... I kind of... I loved the, the mix of that sheer confusion mm. and almost the kind of very infectious optimism. Yeah. It was really Really fun. optimistic. Um, so, speaking of people on an upward trajectory, yes. fuck me, Aaron Taylor-Johnson's good in this. <laughs> oh my God. Where the fuck has this guy been? I know. Oh God, why has he been just fucking melodramatic shite like the fucking original Godzilla? <laughs> Kick-ass, big trough, this. <laughs> Quicksilver was in there. Oh, that Quicksilver. Was, that was yeah. kind of fine, but oh my god, he's so much funny. <laughs> he's playing Tangerine mm. opposite Brian Tyree Hill's, uh, sorry, Brian, Brian Tyree, Tyree Henry's Lemon. Yep. Who he's, isn't British? I need to point that out. Doing decent British accent. He's got a, a kind of a mix of an East End roadman thing going yes. on. And it fucking works. Right. Which leads me to ask. Americans, what is stopping you from being this good at being British? But apparently, apparently it's like a very physical thing. Um, apparently, the, apparently the, I, did, I didn't know this. Apparently, the British accent is a lot more of a workout right. on the tongue and soft palate. Huh. So apparently, it's actually physically more taxing because Americans are more relaxed in the mouth right. to do that accent. I think it's bullshit, but I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just because no one's trying as hard as Brian Tyree Henry to be no. authentic to this character. The last thing we saw him in was Eternals. Everyone is doing better in this movie <laughs> than the last time we saw him. <laughs> oh, and to be man. fair, he was one of the better things about Eternals. But, I mean, it wasn't a good movie. Tell me something that Fastos did. He made a good Ikea joke. There you he go. did make a good Ikea joke. 
Fair enough. Um, yeah, these two... Apart from that, he was... What did he spend the last act doing? Just, like, throwing... Doing this with his hands. Yeah, throwing and... glowing cogs at fucking yeah. Rob Stark. Oh, we didn't get Eternals 2 announced at uh, D23. So, so hell of a There's still thing. time. There's still time for it not to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers fucking crossed. Um, yeah, both of them. Brilliant. Um, he's... Uh, Brian Torrey Lemon is the one with the Thomas Tank Engine fixation. Mm. Carries um, around a sticker sheet yeah. of all the characters. Just in case. <laughs> and kind of speaking to like how it's action heavy but also has lots of good characters. The the interplay between the two, the chemistry is really good. Mm. When it needs to get heartfelt, it gets heartfelt. When it needs to be just be straight out funny, it is. It's just everything's fired on all cinders. It's a very um what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very focused movie. Mm. There's very little in the way of fat on this thing yeah it it does much like the setting it is playing along at quite a speed i was thinking this right oh no i can't think of many bad one location like stuck in a place movies die hard yeah raid yeah like ryan reynolds buried is a weird movie but i remember it mm. i haven't forgotten about it and i think about it a few times but i'm struggling to think of one that's like speed Speed 2, maybe? Yeah, maybe Speed 2. I forgot about Speed 2. Was that the one where they did a boat? Is that that one? Yeah. And it was so bad, Keanu decided, nope, I'm good. (laughs) I'll leave me out of that one. Um, See, maybe we should have more. uh, I don't know what you do after Bullet Train. I was about to say The Room, but that is not a one location movie. No, Snakes on a Plane. Not. Uh, No, well. uh, Well, we can't win them all. No. Um, But, you know, Monkey Fighting Snakes on a Monday to Friday played. We got that out of it. There we go. Um, who else? Oh, Joey King is playing the other real kind of principal character. She's playing... The Prince. The Prince. Um, A principal character. She was... I didn't enjoy as much as the rest of the cast. No, I appreciated her interplay amongst the other stories. Which I think is maybe slightly giving away too much as to what this character is. Yeah, maybe. Because she does appear in all three stories. She's a catalyst for stuff. Mm. She's a catalyst to get the, the plot moving when it needs to. Yeah. Um, but I can't say I really enjoyed her performance all that much. She was unique in the cast that she didn't present a physical threat. Yes. And I think that that works to give the movie a bit more dimension. Yes. As, you know, you have a bunch of skilled individuals on the, in a very packed and kind of tight scenario, but all of them are a threat, not necessarily because they can knock your lights out. It gave us a bit more variety in the tension. Mm-hmm. So I think that worked to the movie's advantage, even if she wasn't the standout performance. Not no. saying she's doing a bad, not doing a bad job, because she's doing a great job. But you are stacked against the the duo of Lemon and Tangerine, yes, and Brad Pitt. It's not it's not a hard fourth place. You know what I mean? No, fair like, enough. Well done for even being in a movie with these people. Frankly, now they've padded the rest of this out. We've actually gained some pretty big cameos for want of a better word mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of characters that only turn up for a short while so I don't yes. think you really cast them like came to as anything other than cameos yeah but they managed to get Bad Bunny they did I, I really want to talk about how they implemented this guy go on but I don't know how much of it is a spoiler oh, it kind of is isn't it alright we'll say we'll that. talk about him as spoilers but just just so you know his appearance is is narratively excellent yes and wonderfully deflated 
Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, he's a weird one because I think I just like him because I know he's a massive wrestling nerd. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's going to be El Muerto in the El... El Muerto movie, a character we all know and love. Who's been in one comic. comic. <laughs> Uh, Christ, he's like, well, he's Latino and he's a wrestler. Can I play him? Yes, yes, you can. Um, <laughs> do you think he got rejected from other roles? Like, do you think he was in... No. He, he was there with a big list of people he wanted to be, and at the bottom was El Muerto. I think Sony were desperate to get him, and they put, like, the brain trust together, like, who's the perfect thing to appeal to Bad Bunny? So that we wouldn't say no. He's a Latino wrestler. wrestler. That's me, I guess. <laughs> to be fair, he has been in two wrestling matches. So, Where's he actually? Yeah, he, was, he wrestled at WrestleMania in a tag match and was very good. Hmm. Surprisingly good. And he was in the Rumble last year, getting fucked up by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> and given his performance in this movie, it's a very athletic performance. Yeah. So, it kind of makes sense. I have a question, though. Go on. Who is Bad Bunny? <laughs> What, Bad what is he famous Bad for? Bad Bunny's a rapper by trade. I see. Um, he, I don't know any of his songs. <laughs> as you know, not they should you know kick me out of these type of circles. But I am a thirty-one-year-old white man mm. who has been to download twice. That should tell you my taste in music <laughs> hasn't evolved a lot in the last oh thirty-one years. <laughs> I heard Bon Jovi. I didn't turn back. Um, so you yeah. said music was perfected in nineteen eighty-seven. Is it 87? Uh, 1986. Is that Slippery uh, When Wet? The 19th of August, 1986, Slippery When Wet came out containing Living on a Prayer, and it is all <laughs> being downhill. The darkness came around, that was fun for a bit, but then largely just been on the way down. Uh, yeah, he is, I think he had the most Spotify plays of any artist, full stop, in wow. like 2020 or 2021. Yeah, he's like a big fucking deal. Mm. So I think that's why people are trying to club onto him. I mean, fucking WWE are fucking desperate to get him back. Triple mm. H went to his concert the other day to basically go like, Shit. I'm in charge now, I want to come to the WWE again. <laughs> we got so, rid of weird grandpa. We have. Come back. So I reckon he'll be back for WrestleMania next year. So yeah, it's going to be, oh God, there's going to be three celebrity matches at WrestleMania. I can feel it. One of them's The Rock, so fine. He's not really a celebrity. But mm. anyway, um, the new one is Logan Paul. Oh boy, everyone's fat. Didn't he sign though? Yes, he signed. He is a contracted WWE wrestler. Fuck. He hasn't turned up since he signed, admitted. Wait, no, did he wrestle? No, he hasn't. He hasn't turned up yet, but he will. What a hellscape we live in. He gave the Wes Man tooth performance. Oh, I no. straight shoot hate you, but God damn it, do I respect you? He's a fucking arsehole, but my God, he had a good match. He's a fucking excellent heel. <laughs> He's under- they want to make him a good guy so bad, but yeah. I'm like, lads, just understand what you've got on your hands here, right? I know he wants to be a good guy, but he himself must see that he's a fucking bellin. And he's an ex. Oh my God, it's going to be Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul. Yeah. Any- like, like, I can't get down the wrestling rabbit hole net right now, because um, I will not stop. Um, Logan Lerman. Yes. Also turns up for a... F- I didn't even know it was him. I know, a very short appearance. Yeah. It took radio going, is that Percy Jackson? Which <laughs> it is Percy Jackson. <laughs> and then he was gone. Yeah. He did not appear no, in this movie for long. No, 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 no. I don't even remember who Do was. not go. I'll if you're a Logan Lerman fan, do not go get popcorn during the screen. You will miss out on Logan Lerman. Yep. Zazzy Beats is also in this. Very briefly. I feel like it's a waste of Zazzy Beats. A huge waste. In fact, there's a few of these cameos. I'm like, you didn't have more for these people to do. Mm. Like, you'd have more for Zazzy Beats to do than mm. to turn up for one scene. Mm. Or fucking Karen Fukuhara. 
Yeah. Turns up. Poor woman. Like, right. working her ass off on the boys. And he's like... He doesn't even throw a punch. No. <laughs> what the fuck's she going to do? Um, they got Masioko, who is um, um, Hero from Heroes. Yes. So that made me very... 2004, Darren was... Very happy that to see a, Hero a very looking the exact same fucking age as right? he did fucking 15 years it's ago. It's true what they say about Japanese people. They don't age until they reach like their 70s and then they age overnight. <laughs> it all happens that at ma- once. <laughs> that Magneto Professor X age. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, I think that's it in terms of the... Well, I have just left out two of the Japanese characters before we talk about them. Yes. There's two other people we can't talk about until after spoilers, really, because yeah. you know, give them away. Yeah. Um, Andrew, I want to say Koji? Koji. Koji, that makes more sense. He's Kimura. Is yes. he the geezer on the train? Yes. Right, okay, cool. Because He's couldn't... the one who has, who has followed a message to find the person who hasn't killed his son, but damn well tried. Gave it a good go. Yeah. Um, I had to check to see if this was a toned-down version from the book. It's exactly the same. I really need to read this fucking book. I know, right? It might actually be a good read. Ah, I haven't read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read more books. Um, that Jurassic Park book has been sat on my shelf for 15 years and I still haven't read it. It's very dry in science. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, he's... Um, He's got like a very good motivation, mm. and like he's the most sympathetic character. I think, even though it's kind of revealed that he he's not a great person in real life. Yeah, he didn't deserve this. Though. Yeah, he's the only person that really has his heart in the right place in this mm. entire movie. Yeah, like Brad Pitt is still stealing something for money. He isn't necessarily a fucking you know squeaky clean or anything. Yeah, um, and he's also joined by. Oh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have, gonna have to do this one, aren't I? Or yes. do you want to get a? Okay. I'll have a go. I'll have a go. Yeah. Um, Hiroyuki uh, Sanada? You were very close. It is Hiroyuki Sanada, yes. Oh, have I been saying the rest of the Sanada wrong this whole time? Oh, that's annoying. Um, yeah, he's uh, the elder, so he's uh, Andrew Koji's, uh, Koji's father. Yes. Uh, and grandfather of the boy that the, the, was, all this has kind of set in motion by. Yes. Um, always fun when he turns up. I mean, it's Hiroyuki Sanada. He's... Good in most things he turns up in. He's the that Hawkeye like butchers at the start of the game, right? That we got no context for, and no. he's a big fucking like Hiroki Sand is a big fucking actor in Japan. That's that that is on the same level as getting Ken Watanabe to be like the ice cream vendor, right? Okay, it's like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why you would do that just to have him farmed out? Yeah, in a one shot by Ronin, not even proper Hawkeye. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, great. He's Fantastic! Mm-hmm. I I I thought that his performance was correctly mystical. I think this yes. this character just appears, is the coolest fucking thing there, and leaves, and that's brilliant. Good red herring <laughs> booking because I thought, well, he's got to be evil, right? He mm. looks evil. Surely he's behind all of this. No, no, he's just a very kindly or be very violent granddad, <laughs> and. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, I'm, like I only have superlatives for this movie. I yeah. don't think it really has that. It has no pacing issues because it's just so bloody. Again, and it's a tight two hours. Yeah, like again, you I mean, a tight ninety minutes is preferred. Yes, but I couldn't trim anything off this film. No, there's the only thing you could do would be some of the action scenes, but that's what people are there for. Yeah, you why want would to do, you that. do that? No, I I really am struggling to think of anything. Like I said, there's there's some people. But it's more like wasted potential than it is anything fundamentally wrong with the movie. That's that's more, oh my God, I can't believe they got this person. Yes. 
than it is well, why didn't you do X, Y, Z with that character? It's just, yeah. wow, even your cameos are AAA. Like, you know what right. I mean? It's, it's this guy must have some pull, right? <laughs> what does he have on <laughs> on the two people we're going to talk about after well, the thing? to be fair, Brad Pitt was in Deadpool 2, and so was Zazie Beetz. So, well, yeah. He is working the contact book a <laughs> yeah, little bit. But, a little uh, bit. So, yeah, if the only thing bad I can say about it is why didn't you use... Um, I forgot her name. Oh, Zazie no, Beach. not Zazie Beach. It's Karen Fukuhara. There we go. Why didn't you use her more than just being a bellhop person who yeah. hands a bottle of water to Brad Pitt? It took until, like, right in the last second for me to realise it was her. I was like, good God, that looks like... Um, the female. name from the boys. The female. No, she's got a name. She's um, got a name now? Yeah, she's Oh, she hasn't got a name in the books. No, no, no. I forgot. I've completely forgotten the name. She's got a name. Oh, me too. Um, and I may have to... Um, it is oh Kamiko. Oh yeah, Kamiko. I was like, you're Kamiko from the boys. That's not in the boys. And she didn't throw a single punch. Mm. That seems a waste of potential there. But yeah, it's going to do pretty well in the end of year list. I'll, it I'll, is I'll doing it, yeah. very well in mm. my list. Very well indeed. Very well indeed. It's not number one. Oh, okay. But like, my god, <laughs> it's up there. It's top five at the very very. There's least, two so films not. that are holding it back from being in the top spot. Damn. That are fighting it the fuck out. <laughs> I'm no. sure you figured out what one of them is. I know is. what one of them is. I don't yep. know what the other one is. Um, there's not a lot coming either that's really going to dislodge us, I don't think. I don't think so, no. I mean, they've released the trailer for Babylon recently, which is... Um, oh, I haven't watched that yet. Damien Chazelle's new movie. But that's coming out in January, so it doesn't oh, count. Oh, fuck that noise. So it's um, fine. I think, realistically, what is left to dethrone this movie? Weird Al. Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> which is getting... Fabulous reviews. Is it actually? I'm so glad. Fabulous reviews. I did not know how to feel about that trailer because it is very much not a serious biopic. Oh, no, 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 not at all. It's apparently it's doing what you would thought Weird Al would do. It's a parody of all music documentaries. Yeah. Uh, documentaries, uh, movie biographies. Um, okay, let's have a quick look. I feel like we bring this up every time we do this movie, <laughs> though, but let's do it. Um, so we've got. Come on, Don't worry, darling. Oh, I that's going to be a fun episode. Nof- Do you know when you hear like artists, yeah, who make a song and they think it's going to be shit, <laughs> and then it becomes their biggest hit, and they are cursed to play it for all of time. I'm yeah. thinking, uh, "Fight for Right to Party" by the Beastie Boys, uh, "Bittersweet Symphony" by the Verve, yeah, um, so on and so forth. Right? I, I now I've seen the reviews. This isn't going to happen. But I really, really wish that "Don't Worry, Darling" was this fucking phenomenal movie mm. that Florence was then <laughs> cursed to talk about for the rest of her fucking life. Like she wins the Oscar for it and just looks the first person ever to look pissed for winning an Oscar. <laughs> Fuck's sake! You're not even talking about this goddamn thing. <laughs> Thankfully, it's gonna be a crock of shit. Uh, it so, looks it. It look, it doesn't even look like it's gonna be a crock of shit. It looks boring. Like all the things I, are come I back. Thought the trailer looked good. Same. Like it's it's. I think it was cursed because my wife said, oh, I want to watch that. That can be my pick. You mm. don't want my wife to think your movie looks good. <laughs> you know, that's what happens when you get a Dear Evan Hansen on your fucking hand. Oh, no. Um, you watched it, yeah? I'm not doing that to myself. <laughs> do it. The time for that to happen was last year. Fair and enough. And I didn't do it. Um, what we got? Hocus Pocus 2. Don't think no, that's no, the bed's challenging. That's, Black care. Adam, which I still cannot... It's I, getting good reviews in like preview screens, apparently. But... I just... Don't know why. I can't keep, I can't leave myself to give a There's fuck. There's nothing apart from the fact it's like you got Pierce Brosnan to play Doctor Fate. 
And who fucked who? I don't know, right? <laughs> right? I don't, I don't get, get that relationship. Um, so, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which could go either way, could be a fucking brilliant, heartfelt, amazing, emotional movie, or could just be this weird... Two hours of crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Avatar The Way of Water... I'm not hope. I'm not holding out hope that it's going to be good. No, but it might be a fun time yeah. around Christmas. And Glass Onion, which is the Knives Out uh, yeah. sequel, is coming. I think the day before Christmas Eve. I bet bet hard on Three Thousand Years of Longing doing very well. And the critics did not like. Oh, it. they did not care for that much. I, I miscalculated. That's in your roster, isn't it? That's you what I'm saying. That year, silly. I say silly. George Miller. His previous movie was Mad Max. Yeah. I bet so hard on I'm that. I'm going to guarantee you, you're probably going to win the roster draft this year, Michael, <laughs> and you will be having first choice next year because it has not gone well for me. It has gone very well. Nintendo fucked me over hard <laughs> by moving fucking uh, Tears of the Kingdom out of this fucking year. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. We'll talk about that yeah, on the show. We've got a whole talk amongst yourselves of the great fucking yeah. reveals week that we've had. <laughs> not um, E3. Yeah, great in, in commas. Yeah. Um, Big, but not yeah. great. So, would highly recommend Bullet Train. Oh, yes. Please do go out and see it, because there's, there's a dearth at the moment. I mean, all the movies we just mentioned, Black Adam doesn't come out until November, I think. Um, I've got a huge list of movies October. that are coming out this month. Mm. And I'm looking over them now. It's like, don't worry, darling, that'll be funny. See how they run, that'll be funny in a good way. Mm. 3,000 Years of Longing, that's going to hurt my mm. soul. Um, <sighs> Crimes of the Future, but I'm pretty sure that was available on director video earlier right. this year. Um, and then it's like, and, and then it's just Black Adam, Black Panther, go home. Like, that's... <laughs> That's it. So, not a lot. It's at least in the vein of this movie that's going to be coming out in Challenge anytime soon. Mm. Um, the, the the box office did peak in the summer this year. That's the first time that's happened. Yeah. That's it. it. But, you well, know, for us anyway. Action movies are back. They are. Long mate fucking continue. Can we bring comedies back next? That'd be good. I miss comedy movies. Like a good... Like good... Really, like, timeless, funny comedy. Like that mid-2000s hot streak. Yeah. Where all your big budget comedy movies were just fucking nailing it out of the park. I would love it to be... You know what I would love? Because mm. I'm not a Will Ferrell fan. But Anchorman <laughs> is one of the funniest fucking things Do you know I've what um, Joaquin Phoenix's favourite movie of all time is? Please tell me it's Anchorman. Step Brothers. <laughs> He said he has watched Step Brothers more than any other movie. He's ever seen. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like uh, the the John C. Riley and Will Ferrell Sherlock Holmes <laughs> oh, movie. Like... Oh God! What a... I don't even finish it. And he's got an Oscar. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> but no, like for that to happen to a comedian that we actively dislike, and I'm just like, I, I get we we woo you actively dislike. Just any, just any. Yeah. If it's only if it's one I hate or one we both hate or that you hate, I would love to just have Please a. Please big... don't make it more Pete Davidson stuff because I don't get his appeal and I don't intend to. I liked him in I'm... the two seconds of Suicide Squad. Really don't get. Watch it. the King of Stat. Did you? Watch I tried. It? Didn't oh. like it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Don't get Pete Davidson's appeal. Okay. Would like him to leave now. Fair enough. <laughs> so you're not watching Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Good then. God, no! <laughs> Spider alert! <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of hard to do a show about a movie that you just abjectly fucking really enjoy. Yeah, right. Isn't it? This isn't. This is. It's the it's the least fun opinion to just go. This movie was great. I can't tell you exactly why. It was just fucking great. Can I tell you? I have discovered the anti Mark Wahlberg. You can. Michael Shannon is the anti Mark Wahlberg. In the... Michael Shannon is always in good movies and he's always the best part of them. <laughs> 
I need to direct you back to your last Michael Shannon talk, which was which was the shape of water. Oh, okay. No, that, <laughs> like, I should, I should, uh, let me let me counter that. He's either in good movies or, right. or he's the only good thing in terrible movies. Okay, there we go. Because yeah, he was the only one speaking sent him shape of water. To fucking say what you will about Man of Steel, General Zod was fucking great. Yep. Um, and so on. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, he's not I know. I rattled movie. off like four of her examples because <laughs> Rachel was like. Who is he? He's in so many things. And then I like, rattled off the list of things he's in, mm. like Nine Perfect Strangers and Dilla. It's like, oh, he was in the Twilight films. Michael hey, Shannon was in the Twilight films? Yeah. Oh, was he the head of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got him and then they got... Um, Your boy. Welsh guy. Welsh guy, yeah. I've forgotten his name. Oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Oh, no. Foopsie, foopsie. Um... Him. Shit. Him. Oh. From Good Omens. Shit. Oh, no. I have to look, look it up. Look, look it up. See, Michael Shannon turns up as a, a gigantic Russian bear dude at the end of this movie, and he's just a delight. Michael Sheen. It's Michael Sheen. And they're both in Twilight. They are. Jesus. He turns up and he's a delight. Yeah, he he plays the White Death. It's yeah. it, it was fucking confusing when he walked in. I was like, "That's not the character I thought it was." No, like, oh, he's hit. I'm pleased. Yeah, but like, so they've been building up in this. There's a fantastic plotline running through this about a like an ex KGB Russian super badass. Yeah, who infiltrates a yakuza family, and for oh the fucking shot. Of just like the massacre at the temple. Oh yes, and the fucking. You know what I like about this film? Mm. Everybody has a very distinct visual way of using a weapon. Yes. or preparing for a fight. Yes. Michael Shannon's is so fucking cool. Mm. It's rolling the revolver down his arm. That's the most, and he's got the Oni mask on in the ah. Ra- oh, it's fucking aesthetic. It's so good. So like. Yeah, so the White Death is the guy who took over a Japanese Yakuza, despite not being Japanese, because he's that fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. And he walks in, and it wasn't Ivan Drago. No. And I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, I am for sure you could have got Dov Lundgren for this. For you really sure. You could have got Dov Lundgren for this. <laughs> but I think, you need a bad guy. You need a, you've got a lot of, you've only got a short amount of time. I have to show you a Dolph Lundgren meme. I'm oh. so sorry. I know this is mid-show, but I saw it and I immediately thought of you and I've been waiting to show Lovely. you. Um, you know um, I mean for Ivan Drago memes. Ivan Drago um, memes are some of the best. So I guess they got Michael Shannon because it's like, we've only got a short amount of time and we need everyone to know he's the villain. Um, <laughs> 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 it's the Limp Biscuit Ivan Drago <laughs> combo meme you didn't know you needed. <laughs> <laughs> I must break stuff. <laughs> um, so I guess they had limited amounts of time to get over his friends. Well, we need a bad guy. Yep. Who's good at playing bad guys? We'll get Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. That's why I like Nine Perfect Strangers so much, because he's just a dad. He's just a good dad. And I was like, oh, it's great to see Michael Shannon finally be on the good side. Finally see him on the light. But he's immediately gone back to the dark, and it's, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. good. It's a great bit of casting. Totally unexpected, his arrival. Yes. It's a good performance yeah. and a satisfying death. Yes. Like, incredibly just. It is a... I would say everyone gets a satisfying death. So you want to talk about Brad Pitt's confusion. I'm guessing it's about they killed Bad Bunny. <laughs> it's that whole thing is that we're diverted to a five-minute, uh, like... 
origin story. Or for yeah. a character that dies in two yeah. seconds. He just clunks his head on the back of the suitcase and he's gone. Dunzo. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. That's what made this movie feel more kind of like, and not in a bad way, of kind of like a cocktail of John Wick, a Guy Ritchie movie and a Tarantino movie. Because yeah. it's just, it's that kind of, we're going to give everybody, a, you know, a big card that has their name yes. and we tell their backstory uh-huh. and it can be comically dark. And then yes. this guy's just like, it's it's the, oh no, I shot Marvin in the face thing. Yes. It's just, ah, that character's dead. Cool. <laughs> Movie carries on. Very funny. Very, it is very, very funny. It is very good. Like the, the, all the jokes, I, I can't remember of any good ones. All the jokes land. Mm. All the action lands. Pacing is kept up. Like I said, the, the go back to the kind of making it an Agatha Christie thing. Mm. Lots of twists and turns come that you don't necessarily see coming. Mm. Like when you think Lemon's dead, but then Lemon isn't dead because of something like he got roofied essentially, and then did it, and he got shot in the chest after he put the jacket on because Tangerine said he should do that. Yeah, and the interconnectivity throughout this whole thing is just, oh, it's so good, it's good, so brilliant, it's so good, and then and some of the most British swearing. Oh like, yeah, beautifully yes, British like swearing. Like the Suicide Squad when they just got the British sensibilities about how you do swearing yeah. properly. Oh, <laughs> I'm just so happy. That, you know, we've got such a like a. It's been a while since we've had a movie on this show where we've just gone. It was good. Like, other than Top Gun Maverick, so again, action's back. Well, baby. again, Top Gun Maverick was that thing of it was good and was so annoyed. <laughs> Yes. That it was that good because we don't care about Top Gun. Whereas this was like... I wanted it to be good. It and was good. I would say exceeded expectations. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I didn't have that. I would have thought, maybe it'll be funny. Or maybe the action will be good. Consistent. Two-hour fucking... Like, not Mad Max level of just all things happening all the time. There yes. is There are moments of rest. Yes. But... Those moments are then used to go, and here's this twist, and we've got this plate spinning now, and we're going to introduce this character through this medium. We're going to make several stops along the, the stops, ah! the stops along the way. The one I wanted to talk about was the one where they go, nobody knows what lemon looks like, do they? And then hard cut to Brad Pitt looking the most spaced out yeah. whilst holding a dummy briefcase. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good gag. So the other brilliant gag is that Ladybug, Brad Pitt's character, has bad luck. Mm. So stuff just keeps going wrong for him. So he's holding up this dummy suitcase that doesn't have... Um, what was in it? I can't oh, it's money, wasn't it? It's money like, that's now also got a bomb wired yes. to it. He holds it up and he goes to like flick the the um, the keypad, the, the code on the thing, mm. just to look cool. But he actually flicks it to the correct thing. It opens and his underwear falls <laughs> Proper fucking Benny Hill level shit. That he's doing. Oh, it works so Cue well. them running to get back on the train. Oh. Fucking brilliant. Absolutely great. The loudest my dad laughed, and my dad enjoys a good comedy action, right. action thing, was the, get, the bit in the trailer, which he'd apparently not seen, which was the fight stopping to let... The, the female. Oh, yes. And then just, oh, I'll have a water. Yeah, do you want some? Uh, not particularly. Uh, it's a shame. Clonk. <laughs> just the impact that that Dunk. thing has. <laughs> and, I, and I like that the fights, whilst flashy, do actually feel really fucking weighty. Claustrophobic as well. Yeah. You, know, you really get that sense of, like, like, there's not a lot of movement available mm. to anyone here. Yep. Loved it. 
cannot recommend it more. No. Like, because it's not it. Like, even those people that are a bit apprehensive about all out action movies, there's so much good dialogue. There's so much good comedy in here. You genuinely care about the characters. When Tangerine, when when Tangerine thinks Lemon's dead, mm. it gets sad. When Lemon is so when Tangerine is actually, actually dead killed. and Lemon finds out and like where's my brother like it's God that sound like Gavin and Stacey there. Um, <laughs> it just oh everything and works. he puts oh he puts Thomas on him puts Thomas on him oh <laughs> Thomas the tank engine the diesel twist a diesel twist that he managed to stick the diesel to the back of uh, Prince who is Joey King's character mm. who is trying to pretend to be like a scared little girl who's been kidnapped by um the the Japanese guy and. Um, Tangerine seeing that and being like, "You're the fucking diesel." <laughs> ah, so, how do you do this magic? So good, and I—that's again—that's why I I kind of respected the role that Joey King has to play because she has to dance through yes. all three stories, like very much, and they go down the train and back up it, and as they all come together, she's trying to have them all turn on each other, and it added that extra layer. That I thought made it mm. made it really murder mystery. I which... might enjoy it more a second time round, admittedly, mm. to her character at the very least. Now I know the kind of through line of the whole thing. I might actually enjoy it more, but uh, brilliant, right? Um, yeah, cameos. We've done all. Have done all the cameos. We haven't done all the cameos. Oh, we haven't Sandra Bullock yet, have we? Sandra Bullock's in the movie as she was in the trailer. So was she in the trailer? She was in the trailer. Oh, I did not they remember her put, being in the They trailer. sold the movie on her being in this. Oh wow! Like, I hope Sandy you... B fans didn't turn up. And... <laughs> Here we go. It's not exactly the Lost City two guys. No. It's uh, it's not what you're expecting. She's voice only. I forgot about Channing Tatum. There we go. I forgot about Channing Tatum. He plays a guy who's open to gay sex. I think he has a rule Mm. in his contracts where he does cameos where it has to be made out that he's incredibly gay for some reason. (laughs) Because I'm thinking this is the end where he turns up as a literal gimp of this. Like, is that just his thing now? He turns up as like, no, I will make gay jokes and I will make lots of them. (laughs) I'm okay with this. Fine. (laughs) Knock yourself over it. Um... Oh, and, oh, there's another one. There is. It was for one shot. It is the identity of Carver. Talking about the Deadpool 2 contact book. Yep, yep. <laughs> they got Ryan Reynolds to rock up for a second. <laughs> for literally a shot. One shot. One shot. It's great. And it's such a bit because they do the whole, like, he's not supposed to be here. This is supposed to be Carver's yes. job. And Carver had actually actually had more history with all these people. And he's just like, ah, oh, my look is terrible. Yeah. Loved it. Loved oh, it. Complete... See, there's so much stuff I even forgot about things. And cool sword fight scenes. And cool sword fight scenes. Big old train crash at the end with people flying through the fucking air. I think I think you're right, though. The Zazie Beats thing is the one that kind of felt like, was this Ness? Like, I like the idea of like this poison character. Yeah. Yeah, but then just doing the... Basically, was just wholesale ripping off Scary Terry from Rick and Morty, which already itself... Why are you going to bring up Rick and Morty? It's because it's what it is. Which already itself is a parody of um, Freddy Krueger. So, like, uh, it was two layers of, like, rip-off. Right. Is that with, you know, punctuating everything with the word bitch. And it got old. In the small amount of time it was there, it was got... If I had one problem with the movie, it was that. And then nothing else. Literally isolated to one scene. Yep. And that is it. Um, brilliant. Yeah. Happy days. It's, I think this is the last universally good movie we're going to have this year. Probably. Other than maybe Weird Al. 
Yeah, I, uh, that could I'm be good. holding out hope that that's going to be as good as everyone seems to be making out that it is. Could be the Bill and Ted 3 of the year. Really could be. Mm. Really could be, because it's not a high-quality top 10 this year, I must say. Is it's, it a high-quality top 10 for uh, me? It's not great. I'm, um, I'm just judging it by what's at my number 10. Um, I, I mean, it's a good year for me. <laughs> Something that really shouldn't be on there is still on there, so that's good. I mean, put it this way. I don't have to put Jackass Forever at number 10 as the joke Jackass pick because it is currently the seventh best movie I've seen <laughs> this year. And somehow both Jurassic World Dominion and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which you can go back and listen to the evidence of me not liking either of those movies, are, on the top 10. are in the top 10. Wow. So I desperately need things to come and, and push this down. Mm. Um, that would be... Delightful. That would be good. <laughs> you were on about watching a couple of movies that you've missed from this year. Yes, um, Everything Everywhere All at Once is on Prime. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give that a go. Um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is like renting to like five quid off Sky Store. Mm. So I think I'll get around to that too. So I feel like they can help, help yeah. me gain some semblance of... There was, a, there was a big movie that's released on Netflix before the end of this year and I can't remember what it is. Glass Onion. I mean, Glass Onion, yes. And Was also something else. Shit, it was announced recently. Well, I say announced it was... Didn't the Spielberg one, is it? The Spielberg biopic. That's not coming to Netflix, though, is it? No, I don't think so. I'm just trying to think of any movie that's been announced. Can't remember. Ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think of any movie. <laughs> so I wonder if we had a show where we're going to talk about lots of announcements, Maggle. Oh, if, if we had that, it would be called Talk Amongst Yourselves, the announcement... Season special. special, whatever the fuck. Yes, that is going to be our next episode that will be coming up very soon on com. We are going to talk about everything named at D23, the Ubisoft Forward, though that will largely be me ranting about Assassin's Creed, because um, that is, we've seen for gold. Um, <laughs> Nintendo Direct and the Sony play, uh, State of Play. Yep. Um, all of that will be coming up. Basically, we're going to do one big episode covering it all. Because there's um, no point in carving it up. No, D23 was not the bombshell I hoped it was going to be, where we'd have lots, we have no Phase 6 stuff to really talk about from Marvel and stuff. So we'll cram all that in there, talk all about that. But when that comes out, Maggle, where can people find it? They can find it by going to our personal pages. So you can go to uh, at that Mike Owen or at the Guttridge on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can also go and follow the sites on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And it's now Fowlent. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed on the username Fowlent or Fowlent Podcast, depending on the service you are using. And of course, go to FowlentTainment.com for all of this and more. That is the first time in a long time I did that with no flubs. I'm very proud of you. I'm feeling proud. Coming up very soon as well, we're finally getting back to pitching. We are. And we're going to do a double barrel pitch and draft episode, <clears throat> two-parter, where we are going to draft the Marvel uh, Injustice rip-off fighting game. Yes. We're going to draft the roster in part one, and then we're going to write the story in part two. Yep. Can you tell I found a YouTube channel that just does hypothetical fighting game rosters? No. And it got me... Very jazzed. A Brian Seeker for fighting games. Kind of. Ooh. So he's pitched the he's pitched what if they did PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale 2? Oh. Who'd make the roster? What if they did um what was the one that got me going on it? Oh, he said, what if they actually got around to making Tekken Cross Street Fighter? Oh yeah. What would that be? What would Pokken Tournament 2 look like? Mm. What would and then Chief Moon which what would be the um, the Injustice uh, 3 tra- he hasn't done any like hypothetical brand new games it's just right, okay. existing ones so yeah he did Injustice 3 and I was like 
why haven't Marvel got a fighting game that isn't fucking Marvel versus Capcom? Because mm. fuck Marvel versus Capcom. I'm not a fucking hyperactive 14-year-old high on fucking meth. I can't play that game. <laughs> Damn. Um, move too fast. I'm very slow. So I was like, well, why don't I try and make one? And there's a spreadsheet. There's three tabs. It's four. Amazing. Four. It's a hell of a thing. Everyone loves a spreadsheet. Well, the problem is I already think I have an idea for the story before I've drafted anybody. So you could... Royally fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> so all that will be coming up very soon on FailEntertainment.com. And you can go and find it on all the pla- Oh no, we've already done that. We've already done, we've we've already done the picture. Done oh, okay, okay. Save, save, save. It's fine. Thanks for listening to this episode of Popscorn. We'll do She-Hulk eventually too. Yeah, maybe. That sucks, doesn't it? Bye, everybody. Bye.